You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Katie's season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 243. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you this week. Trip down memory lane with Ella Nolan. She was on Jake Pavelka's season of The Bachelor. She was also on Bachelor Pad season two with podcast guests from two weeks ago, Casey Kale. So got a lot to talk to Ella about. Go over her time on Jake's season, what it was like being a mother, leaving her child to go on the show and talk about her experience on Bachelor Pad Season 2. That's coming up momentarily. So I just wanted to briefly talk about some things. Not a whole hell of a lot in terms of Bachelor World. I gave you the big news yesterday regarding Greg. If you haven't heard it, then just go to yesterday's column, realitysteve.com, and I explained to the best of my knowledge exactly what happens with Greg. Clearly, I wasn't there. I don't hear exact things that were said, but you all have asked this season what happens with Greg. You know, you've seen the promo. Clearly Greg is distraught. He's crying. He's running away from the cameras. Everyone's been asking all season what happens with Greg. Well, your answer is in yesterday's column. And it's not good. You know, it's just not a great look. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how bad it is. But I heard it's 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 a very, very... um. Difficult and uh, pretty much a kind of a knockdown, drag out argument between uh, Greg and and Katie. So just keep that in mind. Um, moving on. <laughs> so I told you about my iPhone experience. The other thing is, and I'm recording this open about five minutes after I finished recording with Ella uh, yesterday, Wednesday. I have had some serious air conditioning problems in my house. And if you don't live in Texas, here's something you probably need to know. Living in Texas when the summer hits, starting about June 1st through probably end of September, you basically have to have your air conditioning on all day. Or have it on auto and set to a, a a temperature that you like. I like my place cool. I usually have it at about 70. Um, and I have it on auto. So, you know, once it gets to 70, it'll stop. And then, obviously, it heats up very quickly and the air comes right back on. Well, I've had issues where it's just not coming back on. And it never came back on. Uh, from overnight Sunday into Monday. It didn't come on until one thirty in the afternoon on Monday. By the time it came on, my house was 77 degrees. Guy came out, fixed it. It ran all it ran all night, Monday night. Ran all day, Tuesday. Worked, it worked Tuesday. And then I went to bed Wednesday night and never came on. And when the guy, and so around noon on Wednesday, it was already up to about 75 degrees. And I'm like, Hey man, you got to come out again. This isn't working. Something is not clicking. It's not clicking over and giving me cold air. 
when I have it set to 70 and the current house temperature is 76. So at noon yesterday, I get a text back and he's like, I can try and make it out there later. Will you be home around seven? I'm like, yeah, I guess. And, um, finally came out. My house was 81 degrees by the time he got here. It's a short term fix because apparently the whole control board is off or broken or something. I don't know anything about air conditioning. I can't fix shit. So (laughs) I'm not a handyman whatsoever. I did feel bad for the guy. He was up in my attic for 30 minutes. And yeah, he came down from the attic and said, you know, explain to me what happened. Short term fix. He's going to he's got to order a part. He came down and he was dripping. I mean, it's it was 90 degrees out today. You can only imagine what my attic was. And so, you know, offered him water, said thank you, and um, but he's got to come back and deliver a part. But right now, it is cooling down. It was 81 uh, when he left. It's down to about 75 now, so at least I know it's working. But holy crap, not fun. The other thing, <laughs> if you want to see, you can fast forward. I, I have a very just just my luck type of driver's license story if you want to fast forward you can for a few minutes but my gosh so my driver's license expired on my birthday this year may 31st and for whatever reason i couldn't renew online i was like okay gotta make an appointment well i made an appointment i I went on the computer to make an appointment about i don't know three weeks before my birthday and the first uh, appointment available was June 9th. So I was like, well, I'm going to have nine days there without a, without, with an expired license. But I, I emailed them that and they sent me out a temporary extension for my driver's license through August 31st. So I'm like, okay, I got three months. Well, I show up on June 9th to renew my driver's license and I didn't have my birth certificate on me. I didn't know you needed it. Apparently you did. And they tell me you need a birth certificate. I'm like, okay. So I went home and I don't have a copy of my birth certificate. I don't know. where I, I know where there is one somewhere, but I looked everywhere in my house. Couldn't find it. So I was like, all right, got to go online and purchase a birth certificate. And I was born in New York and I remember the hospital and obviously date of birth, my mom's maiden name, dad's name, and had to input all that. And they're like, yeah, your birth certificate will arrive. I, I ordered it. Um, I don't I I ordered it and they said it would arrive in 8 to 10 weeks. And I'm like, 8 to 10 weeks. So I'm like, okay. So when I left that appointment on the on June 9th, I had to make another appointment to get my driver's license renewal and the first available appointment after June 9th was July 14th, which was yesterday. But I didn't order my birth certificate until after I had made the appointment and the birth certificate says eight to 10 weeks. I'm like, well, I'm not going to have my birth certificate by July 14th. So now it's pointless to have a, um, appointment on July 14th when I don't have my birth certificate. So I had to go in again later on. Once I realized that it was going to take eight to 10 weeks to get a birth certificate. And I made my appointment for August 20th. That was the next one available. And guess what arrived on July 13th? My my birth certificate. So now my appointment is set for August 20th, or was set for August 20th. 
But I went in to reschedule the August 20th because I'm like, well, I have my birth certificate now. It's July 14th. Let me see if I can get in earlier. And I go in and I hit, so I canceled my August 20th. <laughs> the next available appointment is November 30th. I'm like, okay, I've only got a, I've only got an ex- extension on my license till August 31st. So now I basically have to, uh, it says on the website that there is a walk-up line every day where you can just, for it's first come, first serve, opens at 7 a.m. So one of these days in the next, probably next week, I'm going to go first thing in the morning. And if they don't have anything available that day, I, I, I can't imagine it's going to be six weeks before. I, can, I, I mean, I, if I have to stand there in line, I'm going to stand there in line because I can't make something online because the next available appointment is November 30th. What a hassle. It's just been a weird few days for me. Anyway, that's my driver's license story in case you cared. But uh, let's get going. Podcast number 243. Okay, let's bring her in. You first saw her on Jake Pavelka's season of The Bachelor, and then she appeared on season two of Bachelor Pad. It is Ellen Nolan. Ellen, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You have been someone in this franchise that I, I, I need to ask this right off the bat. Have you done a podcast? Um, I don't think so. Um, okay. I mean, I I was asked to be on Ellen um, right after I left the show, um, but I don't think I've done any podcasts. Okay. With everybody in Bachelor Nation now having a podcast, I didn't know if you had been on somebody else's or whatever. So this is good. I'm glad I can be uh, your first podcast experience here and we can just kind of <laughs> take a troll down a st- troll, take a stroll down memory lane and kind of go over your season. Um, because just looking at it, it just was, it, it was a different show. I mean, same show, but different um, how it was kind of done back then. Like first off, you know, you're on Jake season and I want to ask you this about Jake season. You know, Jake was picked from Allie's season. Wait, no, sorry. Jake was picked from um, uh, Jillian's season. So yes. on Jillian, so when you were applying to be The Bachelor or to applying to go on this show, were you thinking um, it was going to be Jake? When did you find out it was going to be Jake? Or were you hoping or thinking it was going to be somebody else? I was hoping that it was going to be Jake. Okay. Um, he's actually the reason why that I did apply for the show. Um, I just thought that he was great from Jillian's season, and I was hoping that it was going to be him. Didn't find out that it was going to be him until um, they had flown, I think, a few of us out to meet with the producers and, you know, take all the tests and Mm -hmm. all that kind of thing. And then they they announced that we were going to be on the show. We got picked to be on the show. And I wasn't even for sure who The Bachelor was going to be um, at that point. And then they kind of like came into our, you know, came into my room and told me, you know, who it was going to be. So I think it was just days, honestly, days before we actually started filming that we found out who it was going to be. Gotcha. Okay. And, you know, you are someone who at the time had a child. Uh, you, he was, I think, what, eight or nine at the time of mm-hmm. when you went he on the show? He was like eight. Eight. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So... That's always been interesting, people that go on this show uh, with a child, because in the more social media area, area era, era, God, I can't speak today. Um, <laughs> in the more social media era, it's become a sticking point with a lot of fans. You, when you were on the show, like you filmed in 2009, it didn't air until January 2010. Social media 
really wasn't a thing. There wasn't Instagram. There wasn't Twitter where people were giving feedback, you know, the night the show was airing. But now it's come under, you know, come under fire for some people. Was there any hesitation on your part to go on the show with a child? Well, of course there was. Um, I made it very clear to the producers in the, in the very beginning, um, you know, I did not want, cause they, they have to ask to make sure that it's okay if they bring your child out, if, you know, both parents have to sign for them to be on camera, that kind of thing. So I knew that that was a possibility that they were going to be flying him out, but I made it very clear to them. I don't want him to meet, to meet Jake until we know that this is going to go somewhere. And, you know, until I know that, you know, I may be toward the, the finals, that kind of thing, because I didn't want him to be confused. Like, it's all fun and games for adults. You know, you fall in love, you don't, it, whatever. But if you bring a child into it, it totally changes the game. And, um, but they, they flew my son out on our very first on one-on-one date. And yeah. I know why they did that. Um, <clears throat> it was my birthday and they knew that I was missing my son and, and his birthday was coming up. His is, you know, just a few weeks after mine. And so I know why they did it and I, and I appreciated it, but I think that it was at that moment when I spent the whole day with my son out there and seeing Jake with him, that everything just kind of became more real to me. And it wasn't just a TV show. They had brought my son into it. And so my little rose colored glasses was off at that moment. And, and any, you know, I don't know, I guess playing along with, with everything that was going on. If, if I fell in love, I did. If I didn't, I was having a great time kind of like everything became real to me. So it, at, at that time, my feelings changed um, once they brought him out. So it's, it's hard when you're, when you're a parent, when you're a single parent and your child gets involved. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you look at it and I was going to talk about that. The fact is, you know, this show starts, your season started with 25 women and they eliminated 10 on the first night. Like they don't even do that anymore. So you only yeah. had 15 after, you know, going, starting dates, you only had 15 people. Uh, 15 women and you're looking at, you know, you have 15 left starting episode two. So the episodes were also truncated and there was only, I believe eight episodes or 10 episodes total in your season. Um, if you include the after the final rose as an episode, but, um, so you have 15 girls and you, the first group date of, uh, the season, um, or you, you in week three, you have your one-on-one date and that's to SeaWorld. Jake helicopters you down to SeaWorld in San Diego. And like you said, it was your birthday. They surprised you with your son. Um, When they did, like you said, you were happy. Clearly, you're going to be happy to see your son. But in the way they did it so early in the process, you're literally on your first date with a guy. Yeah. Were you just like, okay, this is, I get why they're doing it, but it's a bit much. Yeah. it really was. I couldn't focus on any, like building any kind of relationship with Jake, finding out if we could go from just random, like meeting, like you don't spend a whole lot of time with the bachelor. I yeah. mean, you just don't. Um, and, and the time that you do, I mean, there's cameras in your face and there's producers and there's other women trying to like cut in on your time. So you're not building any kind of relationship until you do get a one-on-one and then you get to spend a little bit more time and, 
And so I thought, okay, I'm going to see like where this can go. And if I really am attracted to this guy and if he is what I think he is, why I'm out here away from my child in the first place. And then, and then here comes my child. And so I was <laughs> like, so now I'm just, I'm just, I mean, I'm back in my mom mode and, and I can't focus on building a romantic connection with this guy that I barely know because well, now you're, my you're son there. Yeah, your son's yeah. there. Like how are you going to you're not going to be anything, you know, PDA it with Jake with your son there and, and on a first date with a guy especially. So no. Yeah, I mean it's difficult. I I'm, I'm sure the position that you were put in at that point because like you said, you knew at some point they might bring him. You told them when you would want to have your son on and yet they didn't really listen and they said well, it's her birthday. We'll give her a one-on-one on her birthday and surprise her with her son. But it's like a double-edged sword. Like you're happy. It's your birthday. You're happy you get to see your son, but just not this early in the process. Right. And I, and honestly, um, the conversation that Jake and I had actually in the bachelor pad, um, cause he was, you know, on my season on, on season two of the bachelor pad. And he told me then that, I was supposed to be in his top four. I was supposed to make it all the way to his top four. Um, but it was when they brought my son out there and he saw how much that he was really, cause he, I mean, at the end of the night, at the end of the night on our date, I mean, my son just lost it. He did not want to leave me. He did not. I mean, he was exhausted. He did not want to leave me. He was crying. They wouldn't let me go to his hotel to like, put him you know to bed or anything like that so it was just really and I was I was at that point I was pissed I was like you brought my son out here he is so upset he doesn't want to leave me I didn't want this to happen at this moment and now we're here like and now you're telling me that I can't like go to the hotel with my son to put him to bed until he falls asleep or whatever because he was just he was he did not want to leave me and Apparently at that moment is whenever Jake realized that he couldn't, I couldn't move to Houston. He didn't want to keep me out there any longer, um, you know, at that time. So, and I had no idea that I was supposed to be in his top four. So, I mean, I guess, I don't know if they, if they pick early on or what, but. Yeah. Well, so how did it work out then? Because your date was down in San Diego, but obviously everyone was still back at the mansion. So when your son went back to a hotel, he was back. He, I'm assuming they had him up in a hotel down in San Diego, or did he come yes. back? To, okay, and then, but you still had to go back to the mansion at that point. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that. So who took care of your son in the hotel? My cousin. They, oh, okay. Um, gotcha. Yeah, my cousin flew out with him, so she was there with him and took care of him. Gotcha. Okay. So here's the weird thing, and I, and I didn't even know this until I looked it up on Wikipedia. So you guys do three episodes in L.A., and then the next episode, episode four is the re- whoever's left i think there were I'm just looking at it here roughly probably eight or nine people left and you guys went up the coast of california in an rv and that mm-hmm. was um let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine 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 of you left and you go up the you go up the coast of the california in an rv and the very next week after you get a one-on-one you're put on a two-on-one date which yeah has never happened ever um it's never happened since um, people obviously have had two on ones, but usually it's someone that maybe they had a one on one earlier in the season, but not the very next episode. 
getting a one-on-one, getting a rose like you did, and then the very next episode, oh, here, we're going to put Ella and Catherine, Sherlock, on a date, on a two-on-one date, which was totally weird, but it happened. You were part of history. I don't know if you know this because that was the first time in the history of the show that um, you know what the you know what the history is on that. No, that both that both people got eliminated on the two on one. That was the first time it ever happened. So congrats! Oh wow! So congratulations! <laughs> 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 yeah, it had never happened. It's happened a few times since, but um, up to that point, it had never happened where both got sent home. So. Um, Going into that date, so you and Catherine are put on a two-on-one. Were you friends with Catherine in the house? Oh, yeah. Loved Catherine to death. Um, she's a sweetheart. We were we were shocked, you know, because she hadn't spent really any time with him. So she knew that she was probably going to be put on uh, a two-on-one or something like that. Um, yeah. But and, we were all shocked that I was. And you went home. He sent you home first. So yes. you just probably assumed he was going to give the rose to Catherine. Were you shocked that you got sent home. I, I was time. shocked. And yeah. what's really funny is, um, okay, so after you leave, I got put in the limo. Yeah. They take you to a, um, a hotel or wherever that, and they have a, we called them a handler. There was a yeah. handler there that, you know, if you need anything. And they also have like a psychologist there, a psychiatrist. So to make sure that you're okay and, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to try to hurt yourself or whatever. And when I walked up to the door to knock on the door, she said, hi, Catherine. And I was like, no, <laughs> um, it, this, it's Ella. And she was like, oh, she was like, you're not supposed to be here. And she was like, where's Catherine? And I was like, I have no idea. I, I mean, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't, I don't know. And she said, um, you're not supposed to be here. So I don't think that he was going to send me home that night, but I think it just, I don't know. I think it just happened because he didn't want to keep me away from my son. And then it made sense after he told me what he told me in the bachelor pad. Bachelor pad. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I, I get it now. And now hearing that story, it's like, yeah, maybe he was going to keep you uh, on the two on one and Catherine was going to go home. But yeah, that's just got to be a weird, um, you know, it's it's probably a weird situation to just be on that date, especially with someone that you were friends with and and doing that. So how soon after you were eliminated from the show, did they bring up, hey, would you be interested in doing Bachelor Pad? Um, let's see. I was actually... I was, I I came back and, you know, started my life uh, back and, um, started dating, um, and that didn't work out. And I was friends with Gia. Um, Mm -hmm. I was really good friends with her and I think she called me because she had already done bachelor pad one. Yeah, she did one. She had called me and, um, asked me if I would be interested in, and doing anything like that. And I just was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be back out there and get back into that drama and be away from my son again. And she was like, it's different. It's, you know, it's, you're not fighting for someone's attention. You're doing different games and things competing for money. And so I was like, well, I mean, I'm a single mom. I guess I could, I could definitely use that. So it was at that time she was like, well, let me get a hold of the producers because a lot of the producers that was, 
you know, it was the same producers that did the bachelor that was doing the bachelor pad. And so then they called me and talked to me about it. And it's kind of funny because they were like, Ella, I just don't know if you have enough like grit and enough, like cutting backstabbing about you to be on the bachelor pad and do what you have to do for $250,000. And I was like, (laughs) For two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I can, I can do, <laughs> I can be cunning and I can be backstabbing. What are you talking about? So they're basically they're basically telling you you're like, too you're basically telling you you're too nice. Like Ella, you're I too know, nice for the like, show. Yeah, I I think you're too nice. I think I don't think you're gonna really do well. And I was like, um, you're underestimating a southern girl. Yeah. So okay. This is something I wanted to bring up because it obviously was a major point in your life and it happened between Bachelor and um, Bachelor Pad. Before you went on Bachelor Pad, you um, had surgeries done. And from what I remember reading and looking at what you read, you just, um, you didn't like, I, I mean, you can explain it, but you had um, you had five surgeries done uh, before you entered Bachelor Pad where you had. Well, um, actually, no, it was after. It was after, oh, it was after? Bachelor Pad. Mm-hmm. Oh, because yep. I was looking at the picture and I thought it was your Baxter pad profile picture, but I guess maybe it wasn't your profile picture. Maybe that's just a picture you took after you got the surgeries done. But basically, you had you had work done because from the quote that I read that you just didn't like um, seeing yourself on TV. You didn't like the way you looked on TV. Is that accurate? I mean, something's got taken out of context. Okay. I, I mean, I I loved I loved myself. I, of course, you know, I was. I'm a mom, so things were not where they used to be prior to getting pregnant and having a baby. For sure. So, of course, when you see other women on there that have not had children and everything is like, you know, either fake or real and, and where it's supposed to be, then you're like, you know, that I wish mine was back there. So yeah. when, when it was kind of... Um, I mean, it just kind of fell into my lap. No, I mean, really, it just, uh, it was Erica Rose's dad and, and she just kind of had, you know, brought some stuff up while we were in, uh, the bachelor pad. And I was like, you know, I've always talked about like getting liposuction done or getting breast augmentation done and, and that kind of thing. And she was like, I mean, get a hold of my dad. Like he would be more than happy to do it. And so it really just, I mean, I was like, well, if I'm going to get it done, I'm not going to have any more children, then I might as well get it done by someone's dad that I know, you know? So it just kind of happened. Do you, I mean, looking back on it, did you, do you think you did too much or are you, are you still happy to this day with everything that you got done and you're glad that you did it? Well, it really, it made it sound like that I got, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm an open book, really. I, it made it sound like I got a ton of stuff done, but I really only got, I got liposuction on my thighs and I got breast augmentation and my nose done. So yeah. it was really just three surgeries. I don't know how they got five. But you know, you know what? Well, I said five only because when they broke it down in the article, it said the liposuction was done to um, stomach thighs and hips is where the liposuction. So I was like, so they, they considered that three and then your nose four and breasts five. That's, I guess that's the way that's why they said it is five, but oh, kind of semantics I, thing. But yeah, you got three things done. You got liposuction done. 
your nose done and, and your breast done, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. And two of them I totally regretted probably about a year after I had it done, which I would have never done it. My nose, love it. I'm so glad that I did that. Um, but the breast augmentation, I was kind of talked into going a little bit bigger than what I wanted to go. Um, because I think at that time, a lot of women was going a little bit more conservative and then they would change their mind afterwards and then they would come back and get a little bigger. So I was kind of talked into going a size bigger than what I should have. And I mean, just this year did I have those taken out and I went back down like half that size. So, um, I, you know, I, I wish that I wouldn't have done that. The liposuction. I tell all women now, do not get liposuction on your thighs because it creates so much um, cellulite. It's not even worth it. So mm. some of it I wish that I wouldn't have done, but I was young and in that kind of, you know, world and just yeah, thought not. that it would, you know, be fun, not fun to do. But I thought, you know, well, what the heck? Let's just go ahead and do it. Yeah, and like you said, it wasn't just a random doctor. It was your friend, you know, Erica's dad at the time that did it for you. Um, and, you know, just you mentioned just recently, you said within the last year you've gotten your implants taken out. Was it health-related or is it just something that you were you were over? Like, I don't need these anymore. Well, I'm a hairstylist, so I'm, I use my arms all the time. And mm-hmm. so it just – it they were too big for my body, Um and then, you know, of course, I over time, that's 10 years ago. So, I mean, I've gained weight since I did the show. And and it just, it was really bothering my back. And so, I just was like, I need to I need to go back down to my normal size and have these taken out. And actually, one of them had um, busted a little bit at some point. I don't know what happened. Mm. So, you know, my doctor found that out while he was taking everything out and, um, so I'm glad. I'm glad that, you know, I had I had that done and I feel way better. My back doesn't hurt me. Um, I think big breasts are just way overrated. And I tell <laughs> I tell all like the, the girls that sit down in my chair that are ever talking about it. I'm like, honey, please don't don't get anything bigger than a C because they are way overrated. They will kill your back. Trust me. So, yeah. And you're and you're living proof right there. Um, yes. Uh, so, so bachelor pad season two, you, you agree to do it. This was around the time when there were a lot of, I mean, they do now it's just people sliding into, you know, DMS. It's very easy to contact someone who was on another show back then a lot different. Um, but there were these like meetup parties. I, I know that Jesse Sinsack was this coordinator of all these parties where, People in Bachelor Nation were meeting up. And you got to remember, people people that are listening right now are like, Steve, what's the big deal? They meet up. Everyone yeah. does it now. It's like, yeah, they all do it now because it's so easy because you, you can just contact these people that are on the show. You, this We're talking 2011. We're talking 10 years ago when they, you couldn't just DM somebody and be like and tell them you were interested or want a date or something like that. So so going into Bachelor, in Parad- Bachelor Pad Season 2, had you met or did you know anybody outside of women that were on your particular season, which would have been, um, let's see who, let's see, Jake, uh, there was obviously Gia was on your season and, and Vienna, that was it yeah. from, from your yeah. season that was on 
So had you met any of the other people, the, the Grams, the Michelles, the Hollies, the Michaels, anything? No, okay. no, I had, I didn't know anyone. Um, and I wasn't even for sure that Vienna and Jake was going to be on it. I knew Gia was going to be on it, but, um, I didn't know anyone else really was going to be on it until maybe the day before we started filming or it may have been like that day. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, they, they usually keep you in the dark on something like that. Um, for sure. So there's, there's a couple things that happened on bachelor in paradise. God, I keep saying paradise bachelor pad season two. Okay. Uh, one thing that I want to talk about that has come up recently because Erica spoke about it was the egg toss contest. I wouldn't even call it toss. It was throwing egg chucking contest at the time that this was happening. Like, we're in a time now in 2021 where there's zero chance that this show could ever get away with a stunt like that and right. to degrade women the way that they did back then. I guess it was just acceptable. I mean, I, I was there anybody in the house saying, why are we doing this? Or I don't want to participate in this. Or what was the feeling when you guys found out like you had to throw eggs at somebody that you didn't find attractive? Well, we didn't know what the questions was going to be. Okay. Um, yeah, we didn't know. They gave us all white, white bikinis to wear. Yeah. And I mean, if you look, I'm the only one that is wearing like a little wrap around my bottoms is because they were, they were pretty skimpy. And I just was like, first of all, like I'm a mom, like it's enough for me to wear like this top, but I don't want to just be standing out here in just this little teeny tiny bikini. Yeah. Um, So you don't, we didn't really know what was going to be asked when the question would was asked and you're just standing there hoping and praying that something doesn't hit you because nobody wants to be, you know, called out for something like that. Um, And some of the questions was, was funny. I mean, some of them were just lighthearted, but of course that one, you know, the least attractive in the house or least attractive person that you're least attracted to. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wanted that. Um, but I honestly, I don't think that it was so much because Eric is a beautiful person. Um, I mean, and she, you know, I think she worked out a whole lot before she got there. Um, I just think that a lot of the, the guys in the house maybe didn't find her as attractive they weren't attracted to her even like mentally or it wasn't, it wasn't just a physical thing. I think that they just were not, a, they just were not drawn to her, or attracted to her in other ways too. But I think that she only took it like anybody would. I mean, if, if, if I got all of the eggs thrown at me, of course I would be thinking it was physical, oh, yeah. but um, you know, it was, it was terrible. It, it really was. I mean, I, we felt really bad for her, um, and I didn't realize the things that she was saying about me afterwards in her one-on-one interviews. I don't. I, I don't remember what was she saying. Was she saying they should have thrown it at Ella? Yeah, she just said, you know, that I was bigger than her, and that she just doesn't understand why that she got all the eggs thrown at her. Like she was just throwing me under the bus and pretty much saying that I was, I was 
not as attractive as her and that the guys pretty much should have been throwing, you know, the eggs at me and that she just doesn't understand why that they wouldn't find her attractive and, you know, that kind of thing, which I think she said a lot of that because she was hurt and she was devastated. And so I don't know if it just made her feel better. I don't know, but. Well, that, I mean, obviously you didn't hear her say that until the episodes actually aired. So how did you resolve it with her? Because obviously you ended up getting your work done by her father. So clearly you guys had patched things up, but when, when you heard her say it on the show, you know, months after you had already filmed it, how did you resolve it with her? Did you say like, Hey, what the hell, you know, what's that? Well, she, she, um, had messaged me and said, Hey, I just want to let you know that I said these things. I just was really hurt. And, I was just, I just said these things in the moment. And I said, that's fine. I mean, I get it. I understand if I was done that way, you know, I could have possibly said things that I regretted too. But um, she was actually getting a lot of like hate messages. And a lot of people were sending her stuff um, for the things that she was saying about me. And she was like, can you please like get on social media and tell people that, we're friends and that, you know, that we're okay and that you, you don't hate me because of the things that I said. She was like, cause I'm getting a lot of, a lot of messages. And I was like, oh wow. Yeah, I definitely can. So, I mean, it wasn't, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Okay. So you understood why she said it uh, at the time. I'm sure it stung and it hurt, but you get, you kind of got why she did. I, I mean, I yeah. think the thing is like, and I, I had Casey on the podcast a couple weeks ago. We didn't talk about it on the, we talked about had season two on the podcast but we never talked I, I totally blanked on asking him about the egg throwing contest and whatnot but I remember speaking to Casey years ago about this and he kind of said like yeah um you know we all threw that at Erica but he goes if he goes one thing you got to keep in mind is we were all trying to win the contest and when you have however many girls were lined up six seven eight girls lined up in a row it's very easy to throw it at the girl who's at the very end, which Erica was, maybe Erica was put on the end for a reason. And maybe that's why production did that. He said, but the guys, you know, if let's say you're in the middle, Ella, and you've got a girl to your left and right. Well, if Erica's only got one person to one side of her, it's a lot easier to hit that target than, you know, trying to go after Ella in the middle or something like that, where you could end up hitting somebody else. So that's what Casey explained to me. Not that it makes it right or whatever, but I kind of get the actual strategy involved of going yeah. for Erica because she was on the end. Makes sense. And they um they tried to explain that to her. I remember the guys bringing that up and trying to explain that to her hmm. and, you know, apologizing that it, they didn't mean anything by it. She was just on the end and it was just easier. Yeah. And, I mean, I thought everything was totally fine. And then, you know, what, 10 years later, then she brings this up and – I just was like, wow, like it's been 10 years, but yeah, I guess she still, I don't know, holds a grudge toward it. Yeah. I think it's more about the, I think she's, it was more of a shot at the show because the show's obviously taking a lot of heat now. And I think she just kind of wanted to pile on, to be honest with you. I, I do. I, I don't know. I can't speak for Erica. I have a feel. I, I find it hard to believe this is just my opinion. I find it hard to believe that she's still affected by that 10 years later. I mean, it was, I don't know. It seems like it was more of the show should never have done this in the first place as opposed to her, uh, you know, when she said she had PTSD from it still. I mean, I don't know. It's okay. 
you know, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, okay. So the other thing I want to talk about and was the kissing competition because you, (laughs) um, there was a kissing competition where the guys went down the line and had to kiss every girl or maybe it was the other way around or maybe both did it. Um, you were voted as the best kisser by the guys. Uh, so you won that competition. Blake was voted by the women and you were uh, as best kisser for the men and you were voted as best kisser for the women. And you, you end up taking Kirk on a date. Now, if I remember correctly and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Michelle money decided to sit that contest out because she also being a mother just felt it wasn't right. Is that, is that right? Michelle sat that one out or no? Yes. So were you ever thinking of sitting that out? Um, we kind of had a, a conversation about it. I mean, off camera, like at that point, Michelle was kind of like paired up with Graham. Yeah. Holly was with Michael. Um, and Vienna was with Casey and I was with Kurt. And so it was kind of like our, our little group we had formed and we were just trying to like, there was other ones in the house that we were trying to kind of like weed out and get rid of just like a strategy thing. Mm -hmm. And so she decided that she wanted to set that one out because she was a mom. And to me, of course, and having a son and I've, I've had to deal with this because he in the eighth grade and in high school totally showed his friends, his mom making out on YouTube (laughs) and thought they thought that it was super funny. (laughs) So, you know, he just was like, hey, mom, guess what I'm doing? And I'm like, what? He's like, I'm like, you're in class. Why are you calling me? And he's like, oh, teacher in here. And he's like, we're watching YouTube. We're watching you on the bachelor pad, like win the kissing contest. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like (laughs) this is coming back to haunt me years later. So we just kind of laugh about it now. But and I just I said, I have to look at this as a job and that I am trying to win money. Like, yeah, I'm. This is like acting to me. I'm going to kiss these guys. It's like acting and it's a game and it's for money. And I thought, what is the difference between kissing for a contest or running around in a really, really skimpy bathing suit and showing your body like on national TV? How is that different whenever you're a mom? Like it's, I kind of rated it about the same. So, um, and I just didn't think that it was fair if it got down to the finals and everyone was voting for who the winner was going to be. Like, how can I win if I set out something that I wasn't comfortable with? Like, there was a lot of things that I wasn't comfortable with doing. Um, the water challenge was like doing the whole synchronized swimming thing i'm not a very good swimmer i have to hold my nose i hated that but i still did it i didn't set that out even though i hated it so i just i pushed through and 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 i was like i'm gonna win this thing and they were like you really think so and i was like yes i have it in the bag (laughs) (laughs) yeah and look it's not like it's not like this was a boom boom room situation or something like that where you were seen going into a room with a black light or anything this was just okay we're kissing guys on in the you know, kissing booth type of activity where it's like, okay, I, I see what you're saying. Like the strategy, the strategy behind it was fine. Right. It's out in front of everyone. I mean, it's not like it's, 
you know, some kind of passionate romantic going to lead to something else type thing. It's yeah. So, so you ended up getting to, um, for people that don't remember season two, there were basically four couples that made it to, you know, quote unquote, the finals. It was Holly and Michael, Michelle and Graham, Vienna and Casey and you and Kirk. And you guys get sent to Las Vegas to compete in an, uh, a competition. I believe the judges were Roberto and Allie at the time uh, mm-hmm. and maybe somebody else. But you got to perform or got to rehearse with the Vegas Cirque du Soleil show Ka. And then yes. you had to do your own performance and it was judged by um, Roberto and Allie. And I think I think Chris Harrison might have been one of the other judges and then maybe somebody else. But the bottom line was um, they were going to vote on, I think, the the team that won. Did they vote on the winner or did they vote on the team that they felt to eliminate? Yes, they eliminated one of us four. Okay, and, based on your yeah. performance. And see, this is the thing that when it comes to Paradise, especially when you know, production is behind a lot of things on this show and they want to control certain narratives about this show. Um, I don't know. Years after the fact, do you think that you never stood a chance no matter how good you did because they wanted a final three couples of Holly, Michael, Michelle and Graham and Vienna and Casey? No, I really don't. Um, I really felt like um, a lot of the producers were pulling for, I mean, for me to win, I don't know what they were saying to Kurt, but I really feel like that they were. Um, and honestly, that losing that challenge was completely on me because um, up until that point, I had pushed through everything. Um, but I am terrified of heights. And so I knew that that was such a a mental challenge for me because I kept grabbing you're just you're you're held up there by a harness so and you control yourself up and down with with this little joystick in your hand so I kept grabbing where my harness attached to the line the line that like pulled you up and down and it was like a hundred feet up in the air and so I kept grabbing that like to hold on and I just kept thinking I'm gonna grab this I'm going to undo my little clip because it's just one little clip and I'm going to fall and I'm going to plummet and I'm going to die on national TV and I'm going to leave my son (laughs) like without a mother. And I just could not get that out of my head. And the heights thing was like freaking me out. And I just, I kept grabbing that. There was nothing that I could do. And so I couldn't stay focused on staying up with him and, and, thinking I'm safe. So I, 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 that one was on me okay. and, um, you know, I felt really, really bad, but I, I don't feel like that it was predestined or anything like that. I really don't. Okay. So you just, uh, like you said, you basically admitted like I had a fear of heights and this was basically a height based competition. And I just, you know, didn't perform, um, in the moment for, for when that date happened. So when you got eliminated, and, you know, you and Kirk got eliminated on that. So the final three are Holly and Michael and Michelle and Graham and Vienna and Casey. Um, and then, you know, the winners are voted on by the people who had already been eliminated on the show. So I don't remember who your votes were for. Uh, who did you vote for at the end? I voted for Holly and Michael. Okay, you did vote um, for them. Yes, I voted for them. I'll... 
I love Holly. Uh, I'm still friends with her. I loved Blake. Um, I'm, you know, I went to their wedding. I, I love them as a couple. I love them. They're great people. And I love Graham. Like, um, Graham was one of the best guys I've ever met in my entire life. Um, I like Michelle. I, we, we didn't really have that great of a friendship. We didn't really build that great of a friendship. And it was very difficult for me to not vote for them because I love and respect Graham like so much. He's such a great guy. Um, but I just felt like that I could not vote for Michelle because she did take herself out of one of the competitions. And I just did not feel like that that was fair. So hmm. of course I said that before I turned my vote over, but they didn't, they didn't air that, that, you know, they cut that. Oh, okay. So I, I was going to ask you, um, you, you know, you mentioned Holly and, and Blake, who else do you keep in touch with from either Jake season or bachelor pad season two or, you know, this was 10 years ago. If you say nobody, I don't think anyone would fault you. It's just people move on and have different lives. Um, are you still talk to anybody frequently or, you know, just keep in touch on Facebook and stuff like that? Where are you at with friendships from the show? Um, mainly it's just, um, you know, Instagram or Facebook. Um, but like Tinley, um, you know, we kind of communicate a little bit Instagram and, um, Valicia that was on my season, um, Ashley, um, let's see, Holly and Blake. Um, I think that that's about it. I mean, of course, sweet little Gia before, you know, she yeah. passed. Yeah. Um, so also the other thing I want to talk, obviously you, this ends in, you know, season two aired in, uh, 2011 you know you filmed it in the summer of 2011 it aired august of 2011 it's 10 years ago since the show obviously a lot has gone on in your life since then i saw recently on your instagram that your son the eight-year-old who showed up at SeaWorld, just graduated high school like that's crazy. Yes. <laughs> that is crazy um so congratulations on that your son graduating high school um thank you uh so post show i don't know this so I want to ask, did you ever date anybody from the franchise post-show that never, because back now when people date, it's obviously all over social media and we all know about it. Did you ever date anybody from the show? I don't even know. No, um, but right before I met my husband now, um, Justin, uh, that was on the bachelor pad with me, he got oh. eliminated pretty early on. He, We were supposed to be partners. Like we had already... Night one, we just made a great connection. And so we were going to like partner up. And he played such a bad boy in every, like the season that he was on with Allie. And he tried to do that same thing on Bachelor Pad. But he seriously is one of the nicest guys that you'll ever meet. And um, raised by a single mom, just a great, great guy. And so I just had this crazy attract attraction to him and so we stayed in touch um and we were planning on actually meeting up and going to Blake and Holly's wedding and you know we text back and forth and we were so excited to like spend the weekend together and meet up and just spend some time together and I actually met my husband um 
just on a random blind date. And I knew that it was going to be more than just like it was going to actually go somewhere. So I had to, you know, let Justin know, like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't meet up with you at Blake and Holly's wedding because I'm actually taking the guy that I'm, I've been seeing and it's, it's getting serious. So I think if that hadn't have happened that him and I definitely would have, you know, started dating. Um, of course he lives in Canada and yeah. I live here. So I don't know how that, that would have worked, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you were at least planning on meeting up and, and spending some time yeah. together with him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you talk about your husband. I, I was going to ask, like, how did you meet your husband or whatever? Did you know him pre-show? But it sounds like, no, you met him bef- after you've done, after you did both stints on television, you met him on a, on a blind date. Yeah. We, um, he had sent me a friend request on Facebook. And at that time I just was, I was so tired of accepting like people on social media that I didn't know and getting random messages and this one trying to fix me up with that one. And I just, <laughs> I was just so over it. And so I just, I was like, I'm not accepting any more people that I don't know. Like it's just going to be people that I know or from my hometown and that's it. Well, he, I saw his picture on, on Facebook and um, I thought, okay, well, who is this? So I looked him up and he was kind of from my hometown. We had a lot of mutual friends together so I just, I accepted it. We started talking and then we just, we were like, Hey, let's, you know, are we going to meet up and like, just, you know, maybe chit chat and talk. And he was so intimidated. He didn't want to ask me out. And so finally I, I had to say, okay, what day this week do I need to keep open for you to take me out? <laughs> and, um, so he said, you know, well, I'm off Wednesday and Thursday. And I said, okay, Thursday works for me because I was like, he's so respectful and so intimidated. He won't ask me. So we've been together ever since that wow. was, yeah, nine, nine and a half years ago. So when, what year did you get married? Uh, we got married in 2015. 15. Okay. So you're six years in and your son just graduated high school and wow. Yeah. And you're still, and you're still a hairstylist, right? Are you still in, I don't know how to pronounce it. La, La Follette. Is that where? Oh no, no. That was just my hometown. I am um, just North outside of Knoxville. Oh, you're outside of Knoxville. Okay. Yeah. And still doing hair, like you said, right? Yep. Still doing hair. Yeah. We're about to, um, we sold a house in January that we built. We're about to build another one. Um, mm. My son graduated last year. He's taking flight lessons and um, planning on, I guess, being a pilot. He's also a photographer. So he's actually in Sweden uh, right now visiting some friends, which is a little nuts for me. Yeah. So I'm trying to not freak out about that one, but um, yeah, life is life is good. Wait, I'm did blessed. wait did your son get into flying because of Jake? Like, because he, he met a pilot on 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 TV. Did like did it start there? Is no, there, actually, can we trace it back to, to be, that or no? He wanted to be a pilot and an astronaut before wow. I ever um, went on the show. He actually sent. Uh, one of his little airplanes with me to give to Jake. Mm. So yeah, I just think that it's kind of crazy and ironic that he's actually doing flight lessons and he's kept that whole dream alive. Wow. Congratulations to him on that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so how, how are you with the show now in terms of, do you still watch it all or no? I, I did. Um, I, I'm, 
huge, I was a huge fan of it. Watched it every single season, even though I would say it's just full of drama. I'm not watching it this season. I would end <laughs> up watching it the next season. Yeah. But since Chris Harrison um, left the show and, and everything that kind of happened with him, I, I'm not watching it any longer. Um, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to support it. And it was starting to go really downhill. I'd, I'd noticed that a lot of the producers have changed and it just is a lot more put on and scripted and, and just seems more fake, you know, knowing what happens kind of behind the scenes and watching it now. I'm just, yeah, it's just not the same. And, um, that was just kind of, I guess the last straw for me, um, how everything got handled with Chris. And so I, I'm not watching this season. This is the first season. Even I started watching it from the very first bachelorette. So gosh, Trista season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's definitely like the, the core of the show is the same, you know, a bunch of people show up, they're all dating one person. You have dates, you have one-on-ones, you have roses, group dates, stuff like that. But the actual show itself and the people on the show, it's, it's, it's definitely different than when you were on because a lot of it revolves around social media now. And it's about clout. It's about gaining followers. It's about what can I do once I'm off the show? Um, it's much more about that now. It's, it's, and you know they still have to throw in a love story or try to sell a love story and but uh is it different than you, when you were on absolutely there's no denying yeah. that it's just they're, they're 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 going after a different type of uh recruiting different types of people now and the people themselves not necessarily are are already influencers but pretty much every woman that goes on the show knows what some of the women who have been on the show previously have been able to do with their careers in media. And, and that's, and you know, that's why they're going on. And it's right. just, it's just hard to buy a lot of what is said, you know, uh, cause you're just like, okay, we, we kind of know why this person's on the show and, you know, and now that there's bachelor in paradise to follow up, it's like, look, I'll go on the show. You know, you can't go on ba- paradise unless you're on bachelor or bachelorette first. So it's like, okay, right. I'm going to go on this show, but what I really want to do is just get my foot in the door, be part of this fraternity slash sorority to where I can just now be a part of it and reach out to other people. You know, if it's a woman, reach out to other guys from other seasons or guys reaching out to girls from other seasons. I mean, that's the way it is now. It's just, it's kind of a free for all. And it um, really is. It's, it's, it's definitely different. So, um, it's understandable. Um, I, I think, um, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I have no what no idea what's what's going to happen with the franchise going forward. But um, you know, we've got a Bachelorette season that's going to start filming in a couple weeks, and then the Bachelor starts up again. Paradise, uh, Paradise is already done filming. That's going to start airing in August. So yeah, I mean, it's just like they're pumping out seasons like it's nobody's business, and it's just like, when does it end, if ever? Like, it seems like this thing's going to go on until the end of time. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I know. It's true. It really is. It's almost like the there's no heart behind it any longer. And um, no, it's, it's for media more, and attention. It, yeah, it really is. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, and I know that I know one of the producers that you worked with a lot, obviously, Alon. Um, were you a fan of Alon or were you in the not fan of Alon camp? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. He's okay. super sweet. Love him. I'm, you know, friends with him on Instagram. Um, I follow him and his sweet little woman and, um, so happy for them. And, uh, yeah, he was great. Okay. Yeah. And he's obviously it's been, I want to say a year and a half, two years since he's been off the show. Now he's got his own dating show that he's executive producer on that starts up pretty soon. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes and see if he brings over the magic that he was able to produce on on this show over to his new show on on HBO Max that starts in a couple of weeks. So, um Ella, thank you so much uh for coming on and having a little stroll down memory lane here uh, about uh your season on Jake. Now, looking at it, I'm trying to think of who have I had on from Jake's season? And I'm like, okay, so I've had Tenley on. I've had Vienna and I've had oh, you're only the third one <laughs> uh, T- uh, Tenley and Vienna are the only two from your season that I've had on the podcast so it's good it's good to go back and look at old seasons and um, and remind people that are you know Johnny come lately fans to the show like hey there was there was a show that was a little bit same show, but a little bit different back in the day and yeah. get people to share their stories. So thank you so much uh, for coming well, thank on. Thank you, Steve. Thank you so much for, for inviting me. This was fun. Yeah. And I appreciate it. And good luck with everything. Um, good luck to your son in flight school and all that. And uh, hope all is well with you. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You too. Thank you so much to Ella for coming on. I really appreciate that. It's always fun talking to contestants that were on older seasons because of how different it was. I mean, just think about that on Jake's season of the bachelorette or on the bachelor. How many times did I screw up during that podcast? Like, I don't trust me. It probably is this heat in my house right now, but I I should not be mixing up bachelor pad and bachelor in paradise five different times and just misspeaking so many times. But you know, Jake's season Starts with 25, and they eliminate 10 on the first night. So there you are in episode two, already down to 15. 15 doesn't happen usually until about episode four now. So they had week one, week two, third episode, fourth episode, the one that Ella and Catherine went on the two-on-one. They had nine in week four. And then in week five, they were down to one, two, three, four, five. So they went from nine down to five in Ella's episode where she got eliminated. And then week five, they established uh, hometown dates because Tenley had a one-on-one. She got the ro- she um, she ended up getting a rose, or back then they had rose ceremonies uh, at Final Four. But Tenley got a Tenley got a rose. Gia got a rose. Corey got a rose, and Allie got a rose. Uh, excuse me, Tenley, Gia, Vienna, and Allie. Right? Yeah, yeah. And they had five girls, and they, so Corey was the one that didn't. Uh, Corey got eliminated. So to think that by week six, they were already at hometown dates with Gia, Ali, Tenley and Vienna. Then week seven is overnights. Week eight is women tell all. And then the ninth episode is, uh, it was the finale and after the final rose. So just crazy to think about. But then again, it was also 2010 when the season aired. So, uh, thank you to Ella. I really appreciate that. I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. Appreciate that. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. 
And uh, again, we'll be back next week with yet another episode. Not sure who it is yet, but uh, we will get somebody. So for Ellen Olin, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. See you!